In the name of our risen Lord. Amen. Happy Easter. It's a beautiful day, uh, as befits Easter. Easter's always a, uh, a wonderful time. The flowers are in bloom. Winter is over. Everything is good. Easter is the core event, the central event of Christian life. Central event of the Christian year, of course, but even more importantly, it is what anchors, what roots around, it is the event around which Christian life is centered. As you know, I'm sure all of the uh, four Gospels tell the story of the resurrection. They tell it in slightly different ways, but there are a few common elements that are worth noting. The tomb is always empty, of course. Uh, It's always women who get there first to find out what's going on. (laughs) And they're always afraid. So I think it's worth trying to dig into that a little bit and try to understand What's the fear of what are they afraid? And, and, and more generally, I think, what is fear for us today? There's a lot of it around. I guess you know that. As I was, as I was uh, coming in this morning, uh, I heard that, uh, as, as you did, that three Christian churches in Sri Lanka were bombed by terrorists. And uh, the last time I stood in this spot it was two mosques in New Zealand and this whole idea of terror is to try to make us afraid and, and I think even more deeply than that it comes from a place of fear that the, the people who, who perpetrate this kind of horrible terrorist event are afraid of losing something They're afraid that something isn't going right for them and they have to act strongly, overly strongly, disproportionately strongly, with deadly force. In order to do what? In order to preserve a way of life, in order to not lose power, in order to not feel second rate? I don't know. But fear is clearly a part of it. And fear, um, advertisers, you know, every day, uh, uh, use fear to manipulate us, don't they? It's a dark and rainy night. The car is speeding over slippery roads. A child is asleep in the back. Bad things can happen. So you better have the right tires. A lot, you know, almost an awful lot of commercials play on our fears, that, and that's how they manipulate us, right? They get us to do something because we're afraid if we don't. Prescription, prescription drugs would be maybe a classic example. And politicians use fear. I guess you noticed that. Uh, no need to elaborate, is there? <laughs> and all of this is to play on our, on our own fear, our own concern. I'm beginning to think maybe the church should take this up. Maybe we in the church should start using this approach. What do you think, guys? We should say, like, uh, worried about eternal life. (laughs) At St. John's, we have all the answers. (laughs) Guaranteed entrance into heaven or your money back. (laughs) 
having trouble with those difficult sayings of Jesus? The people at St. John's make even the most difficult sayings go down easily. <laughs> Throughout the story of the resurrection, there's fear. It's not just the women, it's also the disciples. Uh, we know from other texts, huddled in locked rooms out of fear, hiding, afraid. And in this, uh, in Luke's telling of the story, they believe, they don't, they, they're skeptical about the women. They say it's a, what they're being told is an idle tale. It's actually kind of euphemistic in a way. It doesn't quite grab the Greek. The word is leros and uh, uh, is, the, is the word that gives us uh, uh, delirious or ludicrous. Uh, so they believed the women were crazy to tell such stories. Maybe, maybe Pontius Pilate was afraid. Think of that. Pilate put a big stone in front of the cave, eh? And posted guards in order that he might not escape, or perhaps in order that his followers wouldn't come and steal the body and say that something miraculous had happened. But it didn't work. Pilate couldn't wash his hands of that. The disciples couldn't keep a risen Christ out of a locked room. And we can't keep him in the grave either, no matter how hard we try, and we do, you know. We want to keep him entombed. We have our ways. We say, oh, well, it's just a metaphor for springtime and renewal. That's what, that's what the story is. Or, and we say that he lived in the same way that Mozart lives on in the hearts of, the, of music lovers everywhere. Here's the problem. Here's, here's what we're afraid of. Perhaps here's what the disciples were afraid of. If, he's, if he lives, we have to take him seriously. We can't just toss him off as another smart wisdom teacher from the lower Galilee. If he lives, what he says and what he does matters. Matters to us, has to. If he lives, all of our preconceived notions about what's right and what's wrong and what works and what doesn't work and the way life is, all of that is in a cocked hat because we don't know anything, because he lives. And because he lives, nothing is the way it used to be. Everything is upside down. What we thought was important isn't if he lives. What we thought was powerful is weak. And the poor are blessed, not the rich. The merciful, not the vengeful. 
the humble, not the proud. If we take him seriously, then we have to go the extra mile, which is to say to subordinate our own interests to the interests of others. If we take him seriously, we have to turn the other cheek because that's merciful. If we take him seriously, and I guess this is the hardest of all, we have to love those who we're not terribly comfortable with, even though we know they may not love us back. And here's the real miracle. If we live our lives that way, if he lives for us in our lives, then what we do following in his way, walking in his way, living in his way, we discover is a better way than any other. We come to find that life is stronger than death. We come to find that love is stronger than hate and hope is much more powerful than fear. We are the people of the Paschal mystery, the mystery of the empty tomb. It's the mystery of the miracle that shatters every human convention. Despite life's difficulties, we learn that dead ends transform themselves amazingly into opportunities. Anticipation always dispels dread. Self-control conquers obsession. Purpose takes the place of futility. Inner peace calms disquiet. Darkness gives way to light, fear to confidence, anxiety to calm, and hope is born again. All of it, because he lives. Amen.